Five Iron Frenzy is regarded as one of the greatest of ska bands. Recently united, they have returned to the studio to record a new CD and will also be out performing this summer. As a treat to the Antidote listeners, Mike Ortega, guitarist of Five Iron Frenzy, has joined us to provide some insight to what's happening with the band. Micah, thanks for joining the Antidote. Sure, yeah. It's been eight years since Five Iron Frenzy played their last show, and in that time there's been no shortage of rumors that the band would reunite. So what drew the band back together at this time? Honestly, just the desire to hang out with each other again. Like, we see each other maybe once a year or so for, like, what we call Five Iron Family Reunions, where we, you know, do, like, a barbecue or whatever, and um, just didn't seem like it was often enough, so as an excuse to, to hang out with each other more, we decided to start just playing through some old Five Iron songs and started liking how it was sounding. And then simultaneously, there was a countdown that was posted on our website that was basically going to be the countdown to a uh, website revision. And so all these rumors started floating around about, you know, what does this mean? Because there was no, you know, explanation as to the countdown. We basically drew up a letter saying, sorry guys, we're not getting back together, just a uh, website revision. And then Reese it was like, well, why don't we get back together? So we decided to. Just to keep everybody happy. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we're people believers. Tell me, why did you guys just decide to fund the new album through a Kickstarter campaign and rather than using the support of an established record label? And like, can you describe how the Kickstarter campaign went? First of all, I guess like the Kickstarter campaign went way better than we thought it would, would go. We thought at you know minimum we'd need about thirty thousand dollars to record a record of, of you know decent quality, and uh, and we figured we would need sixty days to do it. And so we we uh, when you do get a Kickstarter, they give you the option of, of thirty or sixty days. They recommended thirty days, and we were, I was thinking you know sixty would probably be safe, you know because. If you don't make your goal, then the, the, all the funding gets pulled and you're back to square one. We just had no idea it would go as well as it did. Why did you decide to use Kickstarter instead of actually trying to hook up with an established yeah. record label? There's different ways to look at a record label. Our, our relationship with Five and a Walk was, was awesome. It was basically a handshake and you know no contract, really. I guess I want to say that first off. Secondly, though, a record label really is just a small bank who has connections in promotion and distribution. And with the record industry going how it is going, really your distribution being through the internet, that kind of cuts out that, that middleman. And then if there's no need to have a record label that has the distribution channels, then you cut out that middleman and you basically don't have to take out a loan, so to speak, from the record label to do a record. So Kickstarter just seemed like the, the most natural way of, of doing that raising the money beforehand instead of taking out a loan, so to speak, and having to pay it back. So then you did generate enough funds, obviously, to produce the, the new album. Yeah, yeah, we were shooting for $30,000, and everybody just pulled together, and, and uh, I mean, we, we actually hit $30,000 within the first hour of the Kickstarter, and then by the end of the 60 days, we were up to 207000 that shows what kind of a dedicated fan base you guys have. Yeah, really. I mean, if you look through the numbers, it's, it's, there was only about 3,000 people who gave. So what are fans going to expect from your new release? Like, is this going to be the same band that we know and love, or is this going to be a, a new Five Iron Frenzy? Um, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be a combination of the both. I mean, we're definitely eight years older, so we, we've learned a lot about how things should be done musically. You know, like, there are certain songs that... Uh, 
<clears throat> we wrote for the horns back in the day that we had no idea that, that the horns really shouldn't be written in that piece for a song. It just sounded, it always sounded, you know, rough. So, like, little lessons like that have played a part into the songwriting that we're doing now to write, like, more sound songs. The personality of it, I think it'll be the same. I mean, I mean, we're all kind of the same people. I think it'll be a lot of, a lot of the same personality-wise. Maturity's helping with the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maturity and experience really, really helping a lot as well. What's the plan? Have you guys named the new album yet? Or have you set a release date? We haven't named the record yet. We thought that if we, we were to name it before the songs were written, it would uh, pigeonhole us into songwriting styles and this and that. So we kind of wanted to see how the album would develop before we put a name on it, even though it seems like it would be a good marketing thing to, to put a name on it and say, you know, this album coming out in whatever. But uh, we felt that it would just uh, stifle creativity. So we're holding off on the name. As far as the Kickstarter thing, it, it, it really is a contractual obligation to our fans now that we have to put out a, a record by 2013. Okay, so, we, so maybe next year, looking for the album, not this year. Yeah, yeah, we're actually uh, in the process of writing the record because, honestly, we didn't even know that the Kickstarter thing was going to actually happen, you know? So we, we were kind of like, wouldn't it be funny if it did, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And so now that it, it did, uh, we're, we're in the process of writing, and, and uh, the goal is that uh, we'll be recording starting in October of this year, and hopefully have a record out, you know, spring or so of next year. Well, I know everybody's going to be anxiously anticipating seeing that album. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Who's the current band lineup? Uh, current band lineup is uh, myself, um, uh, Reese Rober, Leonor Ortega Hill, Brad Dunham, Dennis Culp, Andrew Verdecchio, Scott Kerr, and Sonny Johnston. Okay, so it's the old mainstays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've had one change out. Like the, the original lineup for the first four years was all of us, including uh, our old bass player Keith Herrig. And then after the first four years, Scott Kerr left the band and was replaced by Sonny Johnston. He, he left through the rest of the, the years in the band. And this new lineup is basically Scott and Sonny, but uh, no keys. How does God play a role in the band? Well, many, many of us in the band are Christians. Basically, his life permeates through ours. And everything that we do, for me, I feel like very much my obligation to be a representative of Christ through every facet of my life, you know, uh, whether it be my, my day-to-day 9-to-5 job or the band or just talking to somebody on the street, you know, so. Now, Reese Roper is the lyricist and lead vocalist for the band, but how do you manage his crazy sense of humor? <laughs> well, we all kind of have a pretty crazy sense of humor. He just puts words onto it. So <laughs> I, I think he's a, he's a good front man for, as far as representing the, the majority of our, our personalities on stage, you know. How does Five Iron Frenzy balance between the zany songs and your more profound songs? Um, in what way? Well, I mean, you've got sort of an interesting mix because you've got, you've got almost the range from worshipful tunes right to insanity like uh, Kitty Doggy. Sure. <laughs> that's a favorite. i got to admit, that's a favorite of mine. You've even been made fun of, too. Where is Micah? Uh, <laughs> right. 
I guess I think as, as a band and as people, we really try to be as transparent as, as possible. Whereas I think some bands and you know artists like try to you know put out a persona as part of their brand or whatever. I think our brand is just to be as transparent as possible, and that be, mean like you know on Sunday I'll go I'll go to church and worship, and on Monday I'm, I'm at work and I'm, I'm telling jokes to people. So in the, in the same way that it's not schizophrenic for me to to be that way, and I think the band kind of naturally is an extension of our, of our personalities in that way. And it's just being simply reflected in your music. Yeah, yep. You've booked some concert dates for this summer. So what are sure. the chances of Five Iron Frenzy playing any dates in the Maple Leaf State? <laughs> um, <laughs> this year, I'm pretty thin. Like the, we've traditionally actually not played Canada very often. I think we've only played it there twice that I can remember. It's not to say that we don't want to go there, because we do. Traveling there, sometimes can be a pain, honestly. <laughs> I've heard that but, said uh, before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the customs there is, is pretty intense. If you're, if you're traveling there as a band, trying to get all your stuff through is, is a challenge for sure. So, But, you know, if you uh, got to the border crossing and you simply told them, hey, look, our band wrote O Canada, they should just <laughs> say, these guys are honorary Canadian citizens. Let's let them in. Sure. Sure, yeah, you know, we haven't tried that approach yet, so maybe next time we'll, we'll try that out. Uh, there's no uh, there's no Canadian um, dates in the near future, at least that I know of. The plan this year was to try to play as many shows as we can while still retaining a job. Yeah, tough balance that way. How do fans keep up to date on what's happening with the band? There's a whole lot of different ways. I mean, the best way is probably on Facebook. Some of us uh, do the Twitter thing. Uh, I mean, basically, if you were to just break it down, social media, websites, that, that would be the, the best way to, to find out what's going on with us, because on most everything, that, but I think Facebook's probably the one that we're most, most active on. What are your thoughts on the resurgence in popularity of Ska? Honestly, I, I haven't heard that yet. <laughs> so, well, I'm thinking um, that I you mean, guys have rejoined the OC Supertones. Obviously, they've come back together. The Insiders have also rejoined. In Montreal and Canada is quite a hotbed of ska bands. So I didn't know if you'd thought anything about that. No, I mean, you know, honestly, like, the way I think about it, and, and maybe this is wrong, but there's plenty of old 80s metal bands, you know, like Motley Crue and, and those kind of groups that have rejoined as well, and they're playing to crowds that are, like, a thousand people or whatever in, like, small little clubs where they used to pack out arenas. And just because they're back together doesn't necessarily mean the style is a mainstream thing. So I guess that's kind of how I view Scott. Like, we are doing it to have fun and to, to be with each other. Whether or not people like it, you know, that'll be remain to be seen. Have you got any last words? you got to give us a great zing-off ending here, Micah. Okay. Uh, any last words? Well, I'm not the zany guy in the band, so I'm not going to be zany about it. I'd say, you know, everything that you do, you know, be honest with yourself. Be, be honest with where you stand with God, be honest with where you stand with your friends and your family, and because that's the only way I think that you can grow as, as a person is by re- rejecting the uh, the facade and, and coming to terms with where you really are at, and then from that point you can move forward. Micah, thanks for joining the antidote, and sure. best of success to Five Iron Frenzy and with the new album and uh, with the upcoming concerts. Thank you so much. <laughs>